0: Why he reshuffled his cabinet. Judge Bashir Viley last week ruled that the President Jacob Zuma should explain his reasons for his cabinet reshuffle. After the DA took the matter to court, Judge Viley says Zuma has accepted that the exercise. Uh, of his power must meet the test of rationality we on the line now to associate uh, professor in public law at uct richard Callender. very good evening to you and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us perhaps let's just go to the understanding of the rationality test first before we come to the reasons and the background of the facts
1: well, in modern uh, constitutional South Africa, it's become established law now over the last 10 or 15 years that any exercise of public power, including, therefore, any exercise of the public power that the president has, will be subjected to two tests. Firstly, legality, i.e., does it conform with the law? Is it inside the parameters of the law? And secondly, is it rational? Meaning, do the means align with the end of that is attended that is uh intended, and those two tests legality and rationality are now established in our law, and all exercise of public power can be reviewed on the basis of one or other tests
0: mm-hmm. and in terms of the decision, it was argued i mean detractors of the decision were saying that look it is generally accepted that the president and uh, um subsection 91 or su- section 91 subsection 2 of the Constitution uh, Act 108 has the power conferred on him to take decisions that he has without necessarily exposing uh, the rationale behind his decisions what exactly did uh, Judge Travali find I- I- in this regard
1: well I don't think he made a finding uh, in that sense what he found was a an established point, which is the one you refer to, which is that the President has that power. There's no debate there's no argument. It's absolutely clear that the President has the power to uh, appoint his Cabinet Ministers. And uh, in terms of a spectrum of of legal and political, this falls very much at the end, the political end of the spectrum, I would argue, Mr. Peter. And I think, in general, this is an area of decision-making that the courts would be, in general, very reluctant to enter into. They would acknowledge that this is a highly political act when the president chooses his cabinet. However, it is nonetheless an exercise of public power. And as I said earlier, it therefore has to be both legal uh, and rational. And the question here is, um, what the the judge was really saying was, in order to uh, look at the rationality of it, we have to see both the record and the reasons for the decision. And at this point, we don't know what mm. pieces of information, records, the President relied upon, if any, and we don't know really the reasons for his decision. And mm. it will be up to him now to furnish the court with both the records, if there are any, and uh, his reasons for making this decision. And only then will we be able to tell whether this case has any merit.
0: So when they say the executive power to appoint to dismiss ministers and deputy ministers is wide-ranging, but is not as unfettered as its predecessor, the royal prerogative, what exactly does it mean? What is the royal prerogative?
1: Well, the royal prerogative is really a reference to kind of the old days and and Westminster parliamentary-type systems of government. Um, where uh, the prime minister, uh, president, the head of government, really had a completely unfettered power to choose his or her cabinet, and there would be absolutely no question of any review. Uh, The constitutional order in South Africa has said something very different. It says that every exercise of public power, however big, however small, must be subjected to this two-part test, legality uh, and rationality. However... The way in which those tests are applied will vary and depend on context uh, and on the particular situation. And as I say, when a decision is taken around uh, who is in the cabinet and who is excluded from the cabinet, the court is likely to uh, recognize that that's a highly political decision. And quite frankly, if the president was to simply say, well, actually my only reason is because I preferred X to Y and that's my political judgment, that would probably be enough. Um, Interestingly, in that statement, you may remember that close to midnight statement back on the 30th March, that many Mm. of us who are interested in politics in this country stayed up late for. Um, There was a line about bringing new usefulness and vigour into the Cabinet, but there was also a line about bringing more effectiveness uh, into the Cabinet. Now, it it could be that there is just a little uh, glimmer of hope here for the applicants, the DA, that they could attach to that reason, uh, efficiency, um, a rationality test that would say that the removal of Pravin Gordon has made the Cabinet and the government less effective because of the impact it's had on the economy, the downgrade, the rating agencies, and so on. But I still think at this stage, this is a very speculative piece of litigation.
0: And and I'd imagine that following on on that train of thought, we'd go back to the purpose of the Rule of 53. Uh, It's spoken about there just in terms of its tool tool for review. But it, it touches on the private citizen and how it manifests in terms of their being um, unduly uh, affected adversely or benefiting them. Does it make a pronouncement, though, in, in what ultimately uh, does Rule 53 prescribes in this sense?
1: Well, without getting into the, the kind of procedural details and technicalities of this, what, what Judge Valley basically said was the rules are there make is easier for citizens who want to litigate and in particular citizens who want to hold their government to account and basically he said the rules are there um, for a citizen that wants to ask a government did you act within the law and did you make a decision that was rational and in order to be able to get a litigation off the ground and get that citizen an answer that is satisfactory what the judge said was that, what the court said was that the citizen needs to be given access to any records relating to the decision and indeed the reasons relating to the decision. This is a preliminary uh, kind of stage in the uh, in the process and we shouldn't get too excited about this. There's been a lot of commentary in social media in the last week about this. A lot of armchair lawyers have kind of been jumping out of their seats saying this is terribly exciting. There's going to be judicial review of president's decision and some have been saying that's completely wrong. This is very early stages. We're in the foothills of this litigation uh, and to my mind it's still highly speculative and frankly I would be um, very surprised if the court would be willing in the end to judicially review a presidential decision around uh, membership of cabinet. It would take I think a piece of extraordinary evidence to show that this was a corrupt, irrational, Um, or a decision that was irrational because it was related to corrupt uh, reasons and and purpose, such as a bribe. Mm. Um, And it would take something like that, I think, to really shift Uh, the judicial um, thinking around a a, a, a case, a decision such
0: as this. Just a final question. On point 32, um, the judge says, having come to the conclusion that Rule 53 applies to the main application, it becomes superfluous for me to consider whether it is necessary to have recourse to the court's inherent powers in terms of Section 173 of the Constitution to fashion a different procedural remedy. What is meant by this?
1: Uh, What the the judge was really saying there was, well, look, even Uh, he, He was hinting that even if I'd reached a different conclusion about the meaning and purpose of this procedural rule, I would have had it within my power under Section 173 of the Constitution to make an order according to what I think is right in the circumstances. As it happens, he hasn't had to fall back on that more general provision, and he's reached what he called a purposive um, interpretation of the rules in, in order to, as he puts it, ventilate the litigation and enable it to move forward. Whether it gets to its final destination or not, I think remains highly speculative, as i said.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your insights and uh, uh, giving us a better understanding of that uh, associate uh, professor in public law at UCT, Richard Callend.